Hey everybody, Matt here, you can call me coach. Hey, this week we're gonna take a look at a topic that is uh, sometimes not always thought about in this modern day and age, but uh, I wanna share with you uh, some of the pros and cons of the ornamental landscapes versus some of our sustainable landscapes and which might be best for you. Coach here, hope all is well in your world. This week we open a discussion about ornamental landscapes versus sustainable landscapes or something in the middle for you. We will talk about which works best for some and why. We will ask for your input and opinions on what you have regarding ornamental versus sustainable approaches in your yard. How to approach a landscape that offers both for the modern day residential yard and what my experiences have been both as a homeowner and as a landscape professional. So stick with me. I am super glad and stoked that you're here. We will be right back. Hey, I'm Matt, you can call me coach. Every week I bring to you landscape tips, tricks and design concepts in an easy to understand format. So you can go out and tackle projects yourself. Have some fun get the results you want, be more self-reliant, and save a boatload of money in the process. So let's start off with some basics. There are some folks who do not know the difference between these two approaches to a landscape. Some have a vague idea and others have their heads completely wrapped around it and been doing it for years. You know, ornamental landscapes are what we commonly see in about 95% of all residential and certainly light commercial landscapes. You know, they consist of turf and shrubs, trees and irrigation. Of these selections, none of them yield anything edible to the owners. On the other hand, a sustainable landscape will either be 100% sustainable it's kind of hard for most folks uh, returning a yield of that much, but for the most part, returning a yield of some kind or at least 25% of the portion of the yard that gives you something back besides a well-groomed lawn and clipped bushes and obligatory shade tree and a concrete patio, it kind of goes along with that's a sustainable landscape. So what might be the pros and cons of either theme of the landscape? Well, you know, for those who are uh, brand new to caring for a yard, a home, etc., maybe it's your first time, um, an ornamental landscape might be right for you based on the maintenance scale. Simple mowing and clipping might be all those folks want right now as they kind of ease into home ownership. Maybe they, uh, they have more of a brown thumb that they care to admit. And as time goes by, that thumb becomes a little greener and a little more skill set is uh, emerges. In these cases, easier is better and can be amended in time as the skills and understanding kind of improve. There is nothing wrong with this at all. There really isn't. You know, you can make a simple ornamental landscape look clean and neat and presentable without taking up all your time and all your dollars. The downside is your yard yields nothing back to you in the form of something edible. All your edibles, fruits, veggies, etc., at this point come from a store, right? You won't have the option at certain times a year of, uh, and this is really heartfelt for me, 
of going out and snipping off that fresh sprig of rosemary, picking a vine-ripe tomato, or harvesting that tree-ripened apple, peach, or other fresh fruit. That's, ha <laughs> ha, boy, that tugs at my heartstrings. Uh, that is where sustainable landscape just pays off in big, big ways. For some, that is all they want, and all they need is an ornamental landscape. And hey, I'm cool with that, you know. Now, for those who are into sustainable landscapes, you can choose what level do you want to attain and maintain. If there is a con, it is the maintenance of certain sustainables which are basically are higher than an ornamental landscape. Some, much higher. Sustainable landscapes that work for most folks with some skill level at gardening are what I call a blend of ornamental and sustainable. Whatever percentage you want is kind of up to you. Now, when I was living at Weed Patch Ranch, I decided to have the majority of the landscape dedicated to sustainables. I think I was right around 60 to 65%. My wife and I really wanted to separate from store-bought veggies, fruits, herbs for a few reasons. And maybe some of this might ring true with you guys. You know, number one, we were tired of the lack of ripeness of any store-bought fruit. Produce was basically tasteless to us. You know, would you agree? Uh, they just didn't have that fresh off the bush or off the vine or off the tree taste. Number two is we knew that almost all fruits and veggies were chemically treated prior to entering the retail store level to remove pests and bacteria. I don't believe everything that is labeled organic is not treated, especially fruit from other countries. I have a little bit of experience in this and I still know from fumigators, uh, commercial fumigators that fumigated huge container ships of fruit from South America labeled organic, yeah, they still got the methyl bromide. So don't kid yourself. The constant reports of food recalls of veggies, especially the bagged greens type of stuff because of salmonella and E. coli outbreaks that were found. You know, number four, we want the taste and wholesomeness that can only be attained by fresh garden to fork approach to harvesting. And finally, and just as important as all the others, we kind of just wanted to share some of the bounty that we worked so hard on with family and friends. And boy, did they come a running during certain times of the year, especially peach season. There were probably other reasons, but those are kind of my big five, you know. Okay, so on Weed Patch, here's kind of what my 60 to 65% of uh, sustainable landscape was. I had 90 wonderful Frantoyo olive trees, which yield about 40 to 50, get this, gallons of olive oil every year. Gosh, dang, that was good olive oil. I had 12 peaches and nectarines in a small little stone fruit orchard that I created with early, mid, and late bearing varieties. I had three apple trees, 16 berry plants that consisted of blue, black, boysen, logan, and raspberries, three plum trees, three pineapple guava plants, oh yum, oh, tropical fruit in the Central Valley of California. They were so darn good. Almost like a, almost like a kiwi taste in a way. I had 14 strawberry buckets, 
12 herb buckets. I had 12 raised vegetable beds with rotating crops and I had two cherry trees. That was my sustainable side of my landscape. Now, I know not everybody has this kind of room. You know, I was really fortunate and really blessed to have two and a half acres in Northern California at Weed Patch. But a scaled down version can be easily attained with a little bit of planning and good plant selection in the smaller residential yards. You can still have plenty of room for a nice sustainable garden. For those who are limited on space, but do have plenty of sun, you can attain dwarf varieties of fruit trees, create raised veggie beds. You can espalier berry vines and fruit trees into a vertical approach that don't take up much space at all and container most all herbs as you see fit and have adequate space for. For some of you who have a lot of space, but maybe don't have a year-round growing season due to, shall we say, your latitude has an attitude, you can go to greenhouses and really extend your season out quite a ways, except for maybe the deepest, coldest winter months, unless you pump heat into them, which I'm sure would get kind of costly, but hey, you know, you could still have something. Besides, you would be restricted to kind of leafy greens, you know, maybe a citrus harvest and fast root crops like radishes and uh, leafy greens like lettuce and kales and broccolis and that kind of stuff. Now for those who are green in thought but have an apartment or condo life right now, don't think that you're out of the loop either. If you have just a small sunny patio and balcony, you're in business, my friend. That is as long as you have at least six hours of sun. Go containers with saucers and grow herbs and dwarf fruit trees like citrus, uh, if you can do it in your area. Even ultra dwarf and genetic dwarf fruit trees like apples and peaches and nectarines. Tomatoes, root crops like carrots, radishes, leafy greens, and cruciferous stuff like broccoli, although broccoli really isn't a super attractive uh, plant to grow on a balcony, you can do it. So where does the maintenance come from? Well, maintenance on sustainable landscapes, there's pruning, uh, some type of pruning during the, the dormant season on trees that start to get of age. Uh, there's sometimes spraying, there's dormant spraying, uh, feeding and replanting and rotating of crops, uh, pest control with birds, rodents, and in some cases that ever-loving Peter Rabbit that wants to sneak into the garden, uh, seeding, washing and canning if you'd like. But if you have to do this to some degree anyway with an ornamental yard, you know, why not make some sustainables blended in with it? So why not get something back for your efforts? Plain and simple. <laughs> Can I get an amen? A little something back for all your efforts. I have nothing, I truly guys, I, I really have nothing against a well-kept ornamental yard. I really don't. But if you have not picked up on it yet, I think in this day and age, sustainable to some degree is a way to go, not only for satisfaction of being a homeowner, but just for the pure pleasure of watching your toil result in something other than just shaking a lawn bag out into a garbage can and calling it good. Now, if you have kids, if you have kids, there is no better way to involve them in the safe, considering our world right now, safe outside world than immersing them in sustainable landscapes in your own yard. The first season when harvest comes in and they discover a really ripe strawberry, a fresh cherry or peach, 
maybe a fresh squeezed OJ from the Valencia orange you planted a couple years ago, you will have their attention for years to come. Kitties, put down your cell phone and video games and come help me in the garden to get salad things ready for dinner. Or pick cherries for a pie or strawberries for dessert. You know, this will probably last until they're in their teens or so, maybe even then, depending. Uh, teach them the value, you know, teach them the value of teamwork, you know, and the reward. And even though they may vacate it for a while, when they get older, they're homeowners and parents themselves, they'll circle back and continue the tradition quite, quite readily. I've seen it in my family. I hope you see it in yours. Now, to really twist your melon, think about this thought. Well, gee, coach, you already told us, you know, now you're going to contradict yourself. No, I'm really not going to contradict myself, but it's just a, a creative thought I wanted to share. Can an ornamental landscape also be sustainable? Well, let's think about it this way. In a few cases, yes, it can. How about, uh, say, like a flower garden, rose garden or a uh, zinnia or dahlia garden or something, and you can go out there and, and cut a whole bunch of beautiful cut flowers and bring them in and display them on a dining room table, the kitchen or bathroom to brighten up the house. Is that not giving you something back? What about some shrubs and trees that bloom and heavy bloom at the time when your fruit trees are in flower, your berry bushes are in flower, and they aid in pollination uh, because they're a bee attractor. So here they bring the pollinators in and help out your, you know, your fruit trees and whatever else you might have that need pollinizing. Hmm, kind of something to think about, huh? You know, whether you have a little space or a lot of space, you know, or somewhere in between, as long as you care for what you have, you know, what you've been blessed in having, you will always be in good, good shape. I just think anything that you've toiled over, raised, harvested, and prepared is a great reward. Not, to, not just in the self-reliance way, but how about a nutritional way as well? You know, I would really like to think and sure hope that you got something of value from these thoughts of mine. Hey, if you have not already considered subscribing to the podcast, I'm here every week. Also, check me out over on YouTube uh, under the same title, Yard Coach. And also check out some of my plants of the week. Every week, I'll bring you a new plant that you can look at and consider. Maybe something that you can use in your yard. Any questions on your ornamental or sustainable thoughts, you can always email me at the address that is listed at the end of this podcast and certainly at the end of every one of my weekly videos. Hey, I'm Matt. You can call me coach. Till next week, guys, take care and thank you for joining me as always.